Today on Bold Steps Weekend, Mark Job is exploring the type of faith that really makes a difference and asking the question, how bad do you want it? If you really want it, you're going to persist no matter how long it takes to be used of God and used by His power. But Elijah was trying to figure out, Elijah, how bad do you really want to be used by me? The Bible says that finally they went the distance and they came to the Jordan and then Elijah stopped. Welcome to Bold Steps Weekend with Pastor Mark Job, President of Moody Bible Institute and Senior Pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Last time, Mark began his message titled, How Bad Do You Want It?, challenging us to realize and reach for the kind of faith that can move mountains. Just going through the motions and waiting for God to do all the work just simply doesn't cut it if what we want is a red-hot faith. And we're discovering that when it comes to pursuing that kind of faith, it takes tenacious persistence. We're in the book of 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9, as we begin today's lesson. It's titled, How Bad Do You Want It? If you missed the first part of this message, you can catch up online anytime by going to boldstepsweekend.org. Now, here's Mark Job. So the first thing that I want you to understand and note that I believe that if you desire to be used of God, that you will be tested. I, I, I believe that it takes... Per- it takes tenacious persistence. Elijah wanted to be used of God and for, for seven to nine years, all he did was carry Elijah's baggage. You know, I run into some people that they want to be used of God and they, they feel, I, 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 you don't know how many young people I've had come up to me and say, Pastor, you know, I, I feel a call of God on my life. I said, great. What is it to, I'm, I'm, I think my call is to win the whole world to Christ. Wow, that's a big call. Yeah, I'm gonna have a worldwide evangelism ministry, travel the nations and lead thousands to Jesus. Wow, cool. What are you doing now? Nothing, just getting ready. You ever led a Bible say, no, not yet? You ever mentored someone? No, 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 not yet. You ever led anybody to Christ? Well, not yet, but I'm going to lead a worldwide evangelism ministry. So when, when can I preach on stage at church? You see, here's the thing. There's always a season of preparation in which God is tearing us down, breaking us down before he can use us. Most of us want to be used of God, but we're so full of ourselves, so full of pride, so full of egotism and so forth that God has to break us down until we have a humble servant's heart to say, okay, now God, I have the privilege to you, to, to, to serve you in however, whatever capacity you want, but I want you to use me, God. Do you understand what I mean? Red hot faith means that we serve God, that we allow ourselves to go through that preparation phase where God is breaking us down, dealing with our hearts, where God is, God is working in our lives. And Elijah carried baggage for years. And, and then Elijah uh, 
persisted in following Elijah, but whatever it took, he was not ashamed to do the small things. God was preparing him. When God called David and anointed him to be king of Israel, he sent him out to tend sheep. And David was faithful in tending sheep, and it was while he was tending sheep that God was teaching him some of the greatest lessons about serving him. Do you understand that? The Bible says that we go from glory to glory to glory. We don't go from glory to 30 glory. We go from glory to two glory, to three glory, to four glory, to five glory. Do you understand how it works? That God is taking us from step by step, changing our heart, preparing us to be used by him. But sometimes we want to skip the whole process. Secondly, not only does red-hot faith lead you to tenacious persistence, but I believe that red-hot faith will drive you to audacious boldness. I already read verse two, chapter two, verse nine, when finally he's persisted. He hasn't given up. And then Elijah the prophet looks at young Elijah and he says to him, tell me, what can I do for you before I'm taken from you? Elijah asked something very, very bold, almost insulting. He said, let me inherit a double portion of your spirit. In essence, let me be your successor. And I want to do more than you've ever done. I want a double portion of your spirit. You see, I believe that spiritual hunger and red hot faith does not allow you to be content with mediocre because God, because you want all that God has for you. I believe that people of faith aren't just content with survival. It's not just about, hey, I'm surviving. It's about God, how are you using me? Amen? I believe people of faith look and God gives them God-given dreams to make a difference. And your faith pushes you to audacious boldness in your life. It causes you to pray prayers that you wouldn't pray in your own power, but you pray in the power of God. It causes you to be bold in ways that maybe you would never be bold in your own, but because God has filled you with faith, you start believing for things that you wouldn't believe in the natural, but because God has gotten a hold of your spirit, you're believing for it in the supernatural. That's bold faith. That's audacious faith. That's asking God for things that only he could accomplish and only God could do. He says, I want a double portion of your spirit. Now, it's interesting that some of the rabbinical commentators argue that Elijah performed twice as many miracles as Elijah. Depends how you count it. But according to some scholars, Elijah performed eight outstanding miracles, while Elijah, who asked for a double portion, performed 16 outstanding miracles, double the portion. How bad do you want it? Seriously, how bad do you want to be used of God? Look at me, men of God. How bad do you want to raise a godly family? 
How bad do you want to have a marriage that honors God? How bad do you want to lead your family in a way that honors the King of Kings and Lord of Lords? Look at me, young man. How bad do you want to serve God more than yourself? How bad do you want to make an influence for the kingdom of God where it's not about you, but it's about God and his glory? How bad do you really want it? Enough to persist? Enough to go through the years where you're just in training and you're learning and you're serving? Enough to hang on to it until God is able to get a hold of you? Enough to be bold and say, I'm going to believe God for greater things? Listen, Elijah said to Elijah, what you have asked is a difficult thing. Let me ask this, was it difficult for God? No, not for God. It was difficult for Elijah. He asked for double portion. You know what that means? That means double headaches, double challenges, double trouble. It means double trials. It means a double of every, all the headaches and all the difficulties. What he had asked was not a difficult thing for God, but he knew that it would be a difficult thing for Elijah. What you've asked for is a difficult thing. Because with every call and every anointing, with every call of God, also comes the trials and challenges and difficulties. And let me just pause and say this. Listen, you want to be used of God in a great way. You cannot be used in whatever setting you are. And I believe we all have a different call on our life. But we're all, first of all, called to Jesus. And then Jesus sends us on mission with himself. But you cannot be used of God in great ways without going through great trials. You cannot be used of God in ways that make an impact without going through great trials in which the fire of God, the refining fire is burning out the garbage inside of you and preparing you to be used in the master's hands. And some of you have a desire to be used of God and you've been saying, Lord, use me in whatever calling you have and purpose that you have. And you feel like all you've been going through is trials. Maybe you prayed for that because when you said, God, use me, you, you were in essence praying, God, I want to be used of you, but before God can fill the bowl with all of his stuff, he's got to empty it of all of his garbage, out of the garbage. So God is burning out the garbage. God is cleansing you, purifying you, breaking you, humbling you, getting you in the right place. He's stripping you down from things that you depend on, stripping you down from things that are an idol in your life, getting you ready for God teaching you to pray through the midst of trials, teaching you what it means to really depend on God. You will never be prepared to be used of God unless you go through the trials that get you ready to be used of God. Listening to the Bible teaching of Mark Job here on Bold Steps Weekend, 
And as we reach the midpoint of today's program, just a quick reminder that you can always find these messages and catch up on anything you miss by going to our website, boldstepsweekend.org. Or if you'd enjoy listening to these Bible lessons while you're out for a walk or hitting the gym or heading to work, be sure to subscribe to our Bold Steps Weekend podcast and listen straight from your phone or smart device. Just head over to your favorite podcast app and search for Bold Steps Weekend with Dr. Mark Job. While you're there, be sure to subscribe and leave us a comment if you would. And another exciting addition we've made to our Bold Steps outreach is a 60-second program called the Bold Steps Minute, where we share quick and meaningful portions from Pastor Mark's insightful teaching. This unique one-minute program is a great way to weave in some additional biblical teaching to your busy day. Check it out by visiting boldstepsminute.org. All right, now getting back to our message today titled, How Bad Do You Want It? Here again is Mark Job. Number three, red-hot faith will push you to uncomfortable places. Notice that it tells us that after he asked for a double portion, the Bible says that in verse 7, 50 men of the company of the prophets went down and stood at a distance facing the place where Elijah and Elijah had stopped at the Jordan. This was their last stop. Elijah, the old prophet, has his young apprentice beside him. And he takes his cloak or his mantle that represents the call and anointing of God upon his life. And he rolls, his up, he rolls it up, this old man, Elijah. And he takes his mantle, his cloak. And the Bible says he strikes the water of the Jordan. Years before the people of Israel had gone across the Jordan on dry ground. And now Elijah the prophet's doing the same thing. He strikes the water and a path opens up, a supernatural, miraculous path opens up so he can cross the Jordan. Everybody's looking and they're amazed. They're astounded. The water divides to the right and to the left and two men cross over on dry ground. Then when they cross over, he says, tell me, what can I do for you? Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit. He says in verse 10, you've asked a difficult thing. Yet if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will not. Verse 11 says, as they were walking along together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appear and they separate the two of them. Now what Elijah says to his young apprentice, Elijah, he says, I'm going to give you a double portion. If you see me go, that double portion is yours. You know, Elijah's not letting them out of his sight. Like you stay as close. And so they're walking together and suddenly there's a wind that he feels and it starts like, hey, he thinks a hurricane is happening. He's not sure what's going on. And the Bible says that a wind like a whirlwind starts and chariots of fire, the image of a horseman and chariots of fire start uh, start swirling around and suddenly the chariots of fire and the horses appear and they separate the two of them. The chariots of fire separate them. There's a whirlwind, there's fire, but Elijah doesn't run away. He's still wanting what God has for him. So he's looking for him. He's looking at the man of God. He says, I'm not letting you go because I want a double portion. 
And then Elijah, and the Bible says, Elijah saw this and he cried out, my father, my father, and the chariots and the horsemen of Israel. And Elijah saw him no more. Then he took a hold of his own garments and he tore them. Look at what it says in verse 13. Elijah then picked up Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him. And he went back and he stood at the, stood at the bank of the Jordan. As Elijah, the old man Elijah, is taken up into heaven in a miraculous, supernatural way, no other time in history is it given. Only one thing is left behind, it's his mantle. Now I want you to notice the mantle didn't fall on Elijah. Elijah had to pick up the mantle and say, I want it. He, pick up, he picked up the mantle and he goes back to the Jordan River and he wraps up the mantle. And this is what he says. Oh, I love this passage. He looks at the Jordan and he's asking himself, will I be able to do the things that Elijah has done? He goes back to the water. He took the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and he struck the water and he said this, where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah? As soon as he struck the water, it divided from the right to the left and he crossed over. Nine years serving, preparing, getting ready. Nine years of setting up chairs carrying baggage, not saying a word. Nine years of operating in the background. Nine years of just watching and getting ready. Nine years of just being the guy that no one even knows exists, but God is doing something in his heart. God is preparing him and he's boldly pursuing the call that God has on his life. I have a question for you. How bad do you really want it? Seriously, how bad do you want to be used of God? He picked up the mantle and he started to operate in the call that God had upon his life. I'm going to close with this. Listen, I believe that we're all called to go forth in the spirit of Elijah. I believe that you have a call on, of God upon your life. I believe that you have giftings and talents that you have. But when your faith is red hot, it's gonna give you a tenacious persistence not to give up. Some of you have a call on your life and you've given up on it. You stopped serving God, you've walked away and all you're doing is serving yourself and just existing in life because it got hard. Someone offended you. It wasn't as easy as you thought. You had to serve for several years and you thought, eh, might as well throw myself in something else. I think the spirit of God is saying, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want to be used of God? How bad do you want to be, how bad do you want his presence? 
How bad do you want him to use him in your family, in your neighborhood, in your community? Use your talents for God. I believe everybody in this place can be supernaturally, divinely used of God if they are willing to press in and say, God, I want it bad enough. I want it, Lord. Use me in my setting, in my place, however you want. I believe there's young people that God wants to bring revival to your high schools because you get so set on fire with God that your classmates and your teachers and people in your high school start realizing there's a man or woman of God on fire in this high school where you lead dozens of people to Christ that don't know Jesus Christ because your faith is red hot for God. I believe that God has called you certain ways to touch your business partners and people working around you in such an incredible way because they see a red hot faith for God. I believe God has called some of you to make an influence on children and some of you to make an influence on business leaders and some of you to make an influence on your extended relatives and you have 200 people in your family that do not, your extended family that do not know God, but yet you, your heart is not on fire enough to touch them and they desperately need God and you're the missionary to that, that extended family and all that needs to happen is you have to want it bad enough. I believe that God is looking for people that want him bad enough. It's about the glory of God, about the purposes of his kingdom to say, here I am, Lord. I will not give up. Use me, Lord. And I know God has used that message to right now speak to some of you. Your heart is resonating with these words. God has already been preparing you in advance to say, hey, you are a missionary that I have placed in work settings, in schools, in Hmm. family settings, and maybe you've been intimidated or maybe you've been praying that God would bring someone else, an evangelist, another person to touch them, yet you are the person that God is calling. Yes. And so I want to pray for you right now that God would help you develop a bold, red, hot faith that would spill out compassionately in speaking to your relatives, your families, your co-workers. Father, I pray for that person right now that has a burden but feels intimidated, uh, feels unprepared, uh, feels inadequate uh, to share. Uh, Someone that maybe thinks that you can't use them because of their past or because maybe even their current struggles, I pray in Jesus' name that you would empower them with the fresh anointing of your spirit, God, that they would begin to open up their mouth with compassion and boldness, God, and see that you can use them as well, Father. So I pray even now that you would stir up a burden that some cannot let go of, and that, God, you would use them to lead others to Christ and point them to the glory of King Jesus. So, Father, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Amen. That's Mark Job, and you've been listening to Bold Steps Weekend, today's message titled, How Bad Do You Want It? If you missed any portion of this stirring lesson, you can catch up anytime on our website at boldstepsweekend.org. There, you'll find several faith-building resources, including this month's Bold Action Gift, a practical book titled, God Speaks Your Love Language. You know, God is the ultimate source of all peace, joy, and purpose, so when we drift away from His presence or we begin to feel stale in our faith, life can get pretty rough. And this month, we want to help you rediscover the presence and power of God's love with a book by Dr. Gary Chapman called God Speaks Your Love Language. With biblical insight, personal questions, and practical tips, this bold action gift will help you uncover new ways to connect with God in a manner that resonates with your unique needs and desires. So whether you've been struggling with past wounds, feeling disconnected from God, or just need a fresh perspective, this book may be just the resource you're looking for. Join the millions of readers who've been transformed by Gary Chapman's Love Language series and experience a new level of spiritual connection by requesting your copy of this bold action gift today. Again, the title is God Speaks Your Love Language, and we'll send you a copy when you give a gift of any amount to Bold Steps Weekend. To give that gift, call us at 866-535-5580. That's 866-535-5580. Or give online at boldstepsweekend.org. Or send your gift in the mail. Just address your envelope to Bold Steps Weekend, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. One more thing, make sure you don't miss out on one of our most popular and informative resources known as the Bold Stepper Weekly. These devotional emails are sent to our listeners every Monday morning straight from the desk of Mark Job, and they have encouraging stories and biblical insights, and it's a free faith-building resource that will help you start your week with hope, peace, and a focus on Christ. If you haven't signed up for this weekly dose of biblical encouragement, do that today by going online to boldstepsweekend.org. Just look for the Bold Stepper Weekly tab. It's easy to join the list, and of course, there is no fee or any other obligation. I'm Wayne Shepherd signing off. I hope you'll tune in next time for a special Mother's Day message titled Gap Women. We'll be looking at the power and perseverance of one mother and its effect on a whole generation. That'll be next time here on Bold Steps Weekend. Bold Steps Weekend is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.